What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? This is another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. Today, our guest is Lauren Rose. Lauren, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you sent me over your bio, your photos, and all that good stuff. Thank you, by the way. Uh, but go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am 43. I live in the Dallas, Texas area. Been married almost 16 years. Have an amazing 10-year-old daughter. I'm disabled. I live with chronic pain. Um, I've had chronic pain of some sort since I was about 15. And um, when I was 37, it finally got to the point where I just I couldn't work on work anymore. So um, now I, 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 when I couldn't, when I stopped having, when I having to stop work, I felt like I'd lost a huge piece of myself. So I ended up in a really deep depression for about two years mm -hmm. and I ended up coming out of that. And I decided that my new purpose in life was to try to help other people with chronic pain. So I started a blog and then something was kind of nudging at me to start a podcast, even though I'm an introvert. So that was completely out of my comfort zone, <laughs> but I did that. And now I have a podcast um, called It Hurts to Mom. It's for parents or anyone dealing with chronic pain. And we talk about um, all sorts of stuff, parenting, chronic pain. And I love guesting on podcasts and talking about coming out of my depression and also, you know, pe helping people with my, you know, tips on living with chronic pain. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you say chronic pain, what exactly do you mean? So medically, chronic pain is any persistent pain that has lasted for more than three months. It can come from an injury that didn't heal properly, or it can come from, it can be idiopathic. They don't know. 50 to 80% of chronic pain is uh, from it. Uh, from repressed or unprocessed emotional pain. Mm. I think that's a staggering statistic. I, I've seen both statistics, 50% and 80%. That's why I give the range because, you know, it's all an estimate anyway. But a lot of our physical pain is connected to our emotional pain. So, yeah, any pain that's lasted for three or more months is considered chronic. Gotcha, gotcha. So <clears throat> is your chronic pain attached to emotional pain? I think so. I had a lot of trauma in my late teens, early 20s. I had, I had lived with a verbally abusive father. Then I, when I was 18, I was sexually assaulted by my cousin. And then I was still dealing with that internally. And I um, started dating a guy who, who raped me and started becoming physically abusive towards me. And so all of the situations I just kept inside. And once they were over, I thought, oh, this isn't going to affect me anymore. That situation is, is done. But I was wrong in a lot of ways, both, you know, emotionally, you know, physically, mentally, everything, you know, it all, it all still affects you if you don't process it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And are you uh, currently in a process of still processing through it? Mm -hmm. I know it's a I like to look at it as like a lifelong journey because some days are, are better than others. Some days, you know, so what cope, what, I won't say coping mechanisms, but what skills or strategies have you used or developed um, since 
the discovery of all of this that has really helped you in um in in navigating your life so i'm in two forms of therapy i'm in just regular cognitive behavioral therapy you know talk therapy i'm also in trauma therapy where we do emdr therapy mm-hmm. eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy it's a, a very intense but you know, faster way to process trauma. I use it with with people with PTSD a lot. Um, I've also, you know, been journaling. I've been working through forgiveness. I'm not there yet, (laughs) but I'm working towards that. I absolutely believe it's it's a lifelong journey. I'm never going to just wake up and and suddenly be healed, but I do want to wake up one day and not have these things cause me, you know, emotional reactions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you've experienced your share of trauma to say the least, um, since you were a teenager and you're, and you're 43 now, correct? Yes. And you have, you've uh, obviously, not obviously, but more times than not dealing with this level of trauma uh, can, can put you in a depressive, depressive state. And, and you said you were in that depressive state for about two years. Right. I've dealt with, with clinical depression since I was about eight. I didn't know that's what it was at the time until I was 22. And finally went to a doctor. But, you know, those two years after I had to stop working, um, was they were more than just my regular depression. This was just a deep sense of grief. Um, I had lost my job. I'd lost a lot of functionality. I'd lost a big part of my identity, which was my career. I felt like I lost my purpose in life. And so those two years, my grief manifested as just re- really deep depression where my antidepressants were not doing anything. Yeah. What, uh, what was your career, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I was a brand and business services um, specialist. So I did executive support, advertising, office management, mar- management, marketing. I did all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. That, I'm... I'm- you're still kind of doing that now, but you're doing it for yourself. True. <laughs> so I say that to say sometimes we feel like we've lost ourselves only to find out we still have a bit of who we thought we had lost with us the entire time. So, you know, you who would have ever thought that, you know, you lost you know, you say you lost yourself and, and your career was a big part of who you, who you were, right. How you showed up in in the, in the world, but you're doing that right now. And before you were doing that for other people and now you're doing it for yourself. Have you, what does that realization mean to you? I think that's a really good point. I hadn't, I had not realized until you just said that. So, you know, some days especially if it's a high pain flare day or I've had a flare that's gone on for a significant period of time, I feel like my chronic pain is my identity. Mm. But most days I, I realize 
no, that's just something that I deal with. I'm still the same, you know, kind, compassionate, intelligent, you know, loving person that I've always been with the same values and the same morals and the same spiritual beliefs. So I think just you giving me that realization just adds to that layer of, you know, I am not my chronic pain. I am not my depression. I am not my anxiety. I'm not these things that I deal with. I'm a a whole complete person. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, those things, those things do make you who you are, but it's not all that you are, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I fully believe that things happen for a reason and our lived experiences helps us see and view the world from perspectives that maybe we wouldn't necessarily understand had had we not have gone through whatever whatever it was that we've gone through hey 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 did you know i wrote a book it's called the value method five steps to unlocking your greatest potential and in it i share just that five wildly easy actionable steps that will set you up to have a greater human experience daily i've included interactive worksheets and small assignments at the end of each chapter you're literally creating a living blueprint of your best life. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to purchase your copy and a copy for a friend. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So <sighs> your story is, is encouraging and, and inspiring because you could have folded, right? You could have stayed in your depression and then lived out the rest of your life in that state. What encouraged you to, to break free? So my daughter was four and five while I was in this deep state of depression. Mm. And one day I just was looking at her and I just realized, you know, I'm in bed all the time, either because of my pain or my depression or both. And I just decided I don't want my daughter to grow up and remember me as the mommy who was always in bed all the time. So it was my daughter really that helped me decide that I wanted to do something different. And, you know, my goal in, in podcasting and in, you know, being interviewed is for people to understand exactly what you just said. Like our circumstances don't have to control our attitudes or our destiny we get to control those things. And it's important to grieve things that we've lost and, you know, feel those things, but we don't have to stay in that negative space. That's, that's a choice. Suffering is a choice. Like every day I have to live with chronic pain, but I don't have to suffer from it every day. That suffering is a mindset. It's a, it's a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can choose to let it win every single day. Um, or we can choose to to take control of it. To you know, I imagine living with chronic pain is not easy. It's not something that just anybody can do, right? And with that being said, it's kind of like a superpower in a way. But, and and when, you, when you think about it, right? Because it's it's me, someone who's never 
experienced chronic pain. I've, I've had surgery where, you know, I was very painful. Once in a blue moon, I had my ACL replaced. So once in a blue moon, you know, if the, if it's raining, my, you know, those, those pains will flare up Mm -hmm. and it gets really, really uncomfortable, but I could not imagine living with that pain with that just annoyance constantly. So how do you, how do you do it? You know, that's the really hard part. I think the mental toll that chronic pain takes on me is worse than the physical pain itself. And I mean, my pain can get really bad, you know, especially if I don't take my medication or I don't have medication or, or I engage in too much activity, but just there's always, when, when your pain is acute and you know that it's from an injury or a surgery and it's going to go away, there is hope. So it's easier to push through because you know, this is a temporary situation, Mm -hmm. but with chronic pain, there isn't that hope. I mean, sure. It's possible that everything may, you know, clear up once I recover from, you know, my emotional pain, but there's no guarantee. And I know that I'm going to wake up tomorrow in the same amount of pain or more than I woke up today. And so a lot of it is, is mindset. And and that's really hard because of the hopelessness and the helplessness, you know, because there's not much we can do to, to control whether or not we have pain. I mean, there are ways to manage pain, there's medications, there's, you know, different therapies and modalities, and, you know, resting all, all sorts of different things. But I'm not in control necessarily of if I wake up with pain tomorrow. Yeah. So it's just really every single day making a choice that, you know, I'm not going to let the pain control my life. And I don't always win. There are days where the pain and the hopelessness and the helplessness and the depression are, they they get to me. Mm -hmm. And, but overall, you know, I just, it's a mindset shift that I don't want to suffer from it. I still want to live a vibrant and meaningful life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, you spoke about hopelessness and, and helplessness, which made my brain go into this crazy spiral of feeling like a burden. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've experienced? And if so, how did you navigate or how have you been navigating overcoming the feeling of being a burden? I definitely feel like that, especially you know, with my husband, I have been blessed with just the most caring man for a husband and, you know, a wonderful daughter. But I do because, you know, I don't just have pain. I've got depression. The last few days has been really bad. And I've got paralyzing anxiety that sometimes keeps me in bed for hours on end. And I just can't even get up. So I've got all of these things. And I feel like, I feel like he deserves better. Back when we were first dating, I was dealing with daily migraines and, and tension headaches, and they were severe. I mean, they affected my life back then. Some days I couldn't go to work. And I remember when we were dating, I would tell him once in a while when I was in a lot of pain, you know, you really should just break up with me and go find somebody else who doesn't have these issues. And I said that to him a lot. And finally, finally, one day he said, 
you know, that really hurts me to hear you say that. I don't, I don't like you saying that I'm here because I'm choosing to be here. I know what your issues are, but I'm here anyway, you know, cause I care about you. I love you. And I never said that to him again. So I, I apologize to him a lot for things I, I don't get done for the day during the day, you know, while he's at work and he always says, it's okay. I'm not upset about it. So I don't know what I would do if I didn't have such a supportive partner, it would, I, the emotional toll would be even worse because I would feel even more like a burden, but I'm, I'm definitely blessed in that area. Absolutely. I talk a lot about the importance of having a, a solid support system, um, just in life in general. Uh, but when you add the extra layers of your lived experience, um, I think it's even more important to have and surround yourself with people who help. I always, I always say you should surround yourself with people who can shine a light on you when you can't or you don't have the strength to hold the light yourself. You know, and it sounds like that's what you have. I do. I I couldn't, you know. He's not a perfect man, but he is a wonderful man and a wonderful husband. I am definitely blessed. I love to hear that. Absolutely. And I want to take a moment. I didn't want to cut you off, but I want to take a moment just to acknowledge you for showing up today because I know how easy it can be to not show up, you know, especially when you're, you know, you just said that the last few days have been difficult. So I just want to say thank you and acknowledge you for showing up and being open and being transparent and having this conversation with me. Thank you. Yeah, I've been in bed most of the day, just the last few days, just just completely depressed um, for no apparent reason. <laughs> but, you know, doing my podcast and getting to talk to people like you are the reasons that I get out of bed a lot because I feel like, you know, I can make a difference in this world. And, you know, hopefully somebody will resonate with some of the things I'm saying and, you know, make choices to, to live more fully. And that's what I try to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, 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 if you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. What? What stories do you tell yourself or have you told yourself that made you feel less than um, the amazing person that you are? I frequently tell myself that I'm inadequate as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, as a person, because I don't have the functionality that I used to have. I can't do basic things like, you know, unloading the dishwasher without either taking a break in between or going to lie down afterwards because simple things like that cause me pain. And 
know, I can't hold down a job anymore and bring in that income for my family. And so that that's a big one that I tell myself is just that I'm inadequate. Mm-hmm. And how do you work yourself through that feeling of being inadequate? What systems, what strategies, what books, what podcasts, what self-care routines do you use to help you get back on track when you feel yourself drifting? So I'm a spiritual person. So I turn to God for one Mm -hmm. and, you know, he helps remind me that I am completely adequate just as I am. Um, My husband and daughter remind me verbally and with their actions that they love me and they wouldn't love me anymore if I didn't have these problems. Mm -hmm. And I just remind myself and, you know, my therapist reminds me too of all the things that I can do and all the things that I am doing, despite all the things that I deal with. And I mean, she'll list them out for me. And when I'm tempted just to say, oh, well, that's not that big of a deal. She'll remind me it is a big deal. You know, you showing up for these things and you accomplishing these things, despite you know, all the mental health issues and the, and the physical pain. So those are, those are some of the big ones. Um, yeah. That's amazing. It's like I said, there's, it ties back into having that really, really solid foundation in that support system, you know, in, and helping you, you know, over those obstacles, over those humps when, because I, I, I'm really big on like positive self-talk, but there's times when even I, me, I will spiral. I will get into my head about something and knowing that I have a support system and then people around me that are like, no, Aaron, that's, that's not Mm -hmm. the case. You know, you know better. Uh, you you know, you know, you have your podcast, you have this, you have that. And I'm just like, well, you know, I would do that anyway. And it was like, no, like, sure, there's there's pod, there's millions and billions of podcasts out there, but none of them do what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what that's what makes you different. Um, and then I know speaking of, you know, all the things that you're doing. Let's talk more about that. Let's talk about your podcast. When did you start? So I started my podcast in September of 2022. So it's only mm-hmm. been about six months. I started a blog before that, um, same name. And I just I just felt God telling me to start a podcast because that's another way to get you know, my message out to another way to put good into the world, which is what I am trying to do. And so despite my introvertedness, <laughs> I, I went ahead and did it. I just went for it. And um, I'm currently active in nine countries. I think I'm on my 35th or 6th episode that I've published. I've got a backlog to last me until the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really amazing. I've got, I just had, re- I, I learned something from every guest and every guest teaches something to my audience because I don't want it just to be, you know, people who come on and complain about our chronic pain or mental health. That's, that's a great thing to do and it has its place, but 
you know, I want all of my podcasts to end with some kind of advice or lesson or, you know, tip or encouragement that somebody can, in, can, can either be lifted up by or can practically go and try for themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm big on action steps, right? <laughs> I love, I love being able to take action to do, right? That's amazing. So what else do you have going on? I know you have, you know, your, your podcast and um, your blog and all that. What else do you have going on? Um, Well, I started a small group at my church for people with chronic pain. Mm -hmm. So we, we meet every Tuesday evening and we're reading a book right now, just about how God uses our struggles to grow us and mature us. Um, I've got um, a worksheet, which is 30 ways to relieve pain without taking a pill, which is on my Instagram and on my website. And I'm working on a workbook about exploring how our emotions are connected to our physical pain. So I'm not sure when that'll be out yet, but that's something I'm working on because it's, it's such a big topic for me. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I didn't even learn until going into a four week inpatient pain recovery program. I was in the hot, basically in the hospital for four weeks. And, and, th- and that's one of the many things that I learned. Um, and I thought it was one of the most significant things I learned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any other um, teachings or any other strategies that help you throughout your day? Uh I listen to a few podcasts, some for entertainment, and one is just about um, surviving abuse. One is about um, p- being a parent of an an- anxious child, mm. as my child is. Um, I do a lot of reading, like articles and parenting books and blogs, just to get tips on on parenting and on life, on dealing with mental health and things like that. Um, trying to think what else. That's all I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah. So your days are pretty, pretty packed with some goodness. You know, I know you, you're, have your chronic illness and your chronic pains and that's no joke. Um, but I'm really glad that you're able to, that you found the courage to, not only acknowledge it, but share your knowledge and your expertise with other people who are either in similar boats or maybe know someone who may be struggling in that in that area. You know, you could have just, like I said earlier, you could have easily just folded and you did not. So that is kudos, huge kudos to you. Thanks. I know one out of five people has chronic pain. That's a, a huge number. I mean, just in the United States, that's 50 million people. And so, you know, one out of every five people, you know, statistically has some form of chronic pain. And it's just not talked about very often. We don't go around talking about it and, and sitting in that misery with other people. So that's another reason that I started all of this. And I like to talk about it because it just really lets people know that they're not alone. There are a lot of us out there. And, you know, probably even more than one in five that struggles with, you know, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely, you know, you're not alone. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Where can we find you on social media and how can we support you? Sure. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at it hurts to mom. My Facebook is just facebook.com slash it hurts to mom. You can find my podcast on all the platform, all the major platforms. It's just called it hurts to mom. Uh, my website is it hurts to mom.com. And my, <laughs> my, my email, you guessed it is it hurts to mom at gmail.com. Love it. I love how concise everything is. It's like, <laughs> listen, this is what it is. And you will find me everywhere by this exactly. one name. Yep. Nice and easy. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not something anyone is going to ever forget. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Lauren, I just want to thank you for spending some time with us today. And before I let you go, I have one final question. Okay. What does resilience mean to you? To me, it means not giving up. So like I said earlier, you know, feeling the feelings of loss or grief or whatever your struggle is and experiencing those feelings because they're valid. Your experiences are valid. Your feelings are valid, but not letting those experiences or your struggles control your life just finding ways to 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 take the next step in your life whatever that is and just not get stuck in one negative space absolutely it's the the doing right resilience and action that's why mm-hmm. I, that's why i named this podcast because <laughs> no matter how you look at it resilience is in motion always mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Lauren, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience and action will always lead to a greater human experience. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started.